Hey, Tyler. Hey, Jason. Wait, what? Yeah. You're not. No, it's me, Jimmy. Wow. I'm just... The rec- original Jimmy? That's exactly right. Wow. Yeah, I'm recording with you. Where's Where's Tyler? He sent me as his proxy. Oh. Yeah. Well, we wanted okay. to reach Quorum. Hey. Oh. 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 Hey, sorry. There he is. I know I'd be late, so I just sent Jimmy. Yeah. Jimmy's like the chachi to my Fonzie. Oh. Hey. He can skew younger, but he gets the same demo. (laughs) Hi, guys. Hi, Tyler. Oh, hello there. So who's this? Jimmy. Hey, this is our guest, Jimmy Bruce Dykstra. Jimmy, Jimmy, uh, we'll tell you about who Jimmy is later. Just know that he is Jimmy and he's here. Okay, so here's my question. Uh, This week in youth group, I played a rousing game of kickball. Yes. And I feel like you two in particular are a great pair to ask this question to. What are your tips and tricks to the most solid kickball game? Because it's got to be some combination of the extreme competition and the just goofball kickball nature of the game, right? Well, there have been times where I've played kickball where there's no fouls. Cool. You know, oh. have you ever played like that? No. Okay, so I played, and I don't know if it's like a gym version or something like that. I think it has to be a yeah. gym version. But the crazy thing, I'm not in gym, just like a PE. And the crazy oh. way to do that, and I don't know if it's like a separate game, like called like Bunny and a Ball or something stupid okay. gym teacher name for a regular game. Ring, 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 Bunny and a Ball. And the, but the trick to that one is like you it's coming at you and you're like rearing back like you're ready to kick and then at the last minute you completely turn around and just boot it huh. as far behind the catcher as you can like are you, away are you from playing the field. Like just a random open field yeah that's where everything is played no it's a it's a baseball <laughs> field with the, the fence behind it the backstop yeah you kick it over the backstop i guess in that wow that's wow. that's impressive considering yeah. it goes directly above you kick it to the right <laughs> i would think no fouls you'd get the kids who would just kick it like way in a yeah that's what happened. Is it like cricket? Every single time. Where like everyone's all That's kind of what it was like. Yeah. yeah. And so maybe that anywhere? was it. it. I think it was a gym teacher who was trying to be creative. And the best he could think of was, what's kickball if we just turned it around? Like, yeah. that was my imitation of a feeding teacher. <laughs> well, it's a good thing. It's a good thing only gym teachers come up with dumb versions of games trying to be fun. Certainly and not, not youth pastors. pastors. No, exactly youth pastors right. don't come no. up with dumb versions. Yeah. No. Youth pastors have two varieties. Ones that just continue to play the games that they grew up with. Mm-hmm. And ones that just make up a brand new game every single week. Yeah. Ed and I strike a very hard balance yeah. between every now and, and again. And that's we'll not really an either but it's a spectrum. Yeah. And I every think we single week a brand new yeah, game? Yeah, that's, that's that's too much. Uh, Not every single week. Because you're going to have a lot of strikeouts. <laughs> that's the way you do it, though. I mean, yeah. like w- I think that you fine-tune a game that way. Like You come yeah. up with a game, and there are some strikeouts. But I mean, you're never gonna hit home runs if you don't swing for the fences. And so that the is uh, that on a poster? No, it's you're also never gonna house. hit home runs. You're never gonna kick home runs if you don't turn around and kick it the other way. That's right. That's that's on the poster. <laughs> there you go. Um, <laughs> that's life advice, kids. Yeah. Well, and that's it. So like I, uh, when I was doing youth ministry, I came up with a bunch of games largely because I of my inability to remember the rules for a lot of games. Yeah, and also games that had too many rules. I thought were dumb, and and realizing that. Uh, games for youth group and stuff are a lot like primary colors. Like there's only really like yeah. four or five colors and then you mix them together. And so there's like the dodgeball family of games, mm-hmm. the hide and seek family of games, the tag family of games, 
the fruit basket mix-up family of games. Yeah. Like those are the and the musical chairs family, which is kind of the fruit, the inverse of the fruit basket yeah. mix-up. Yeah. yeah. Where there's one less chair instead <laughs> right. of one too many chairs or something like that. Or no, there's one person it versus everyone being it. Yeah. The other one. Mm-hmm. And uh, the one downside to the fruit basket mix-up family of games musical chairs is that people will lose on purpose and that's when you know the game has ended yeah when and it's always like a ninth grader is like oh no i can't stand up and now i gotta now mm-hmm. i'm in the middle like yeah yeah because they really they want to be it it's yeah. the, i mean and i mean this would be the same thing for like the uh duck deck goose version like yeah. for, for those who don't know for best mix up but the dodgeball family of games is always a great one that's our that's our rich vein of of game oh, yeah. it's very yeah very and that's dodgeball where, oriented I mean, you left out your the bane of your existence, the icebreaker games. Oh, I don't count those as games. Those are icebreakers. Those aren't games because games are fun. Those are not. <laughs> those are obligations. I do not like icebreakers at all. Half your audience is upset. Yeah, well, people I mean, love uh, icebreakers. People do. People love icebreakers. I, yeah. Do, do you, you love icebreakers? No. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think people love icebreakers. I think, love, can, we I think, talk, it, it I think icebreakers matter. are like yeah. Nickelback. Oh. Like there are wow. like I mean, this big people say like sixty million. Nickelback sold sold sixty million records, and I have I don't know anyone who bought one, but sixty million people did. Yeah. yeah. Now maybe one of you did because I, both of you are looking real shifty right now. I have never purchased. Oh oh. Oh yes. no no I'm not. Are you sure? Uh, Nothing you want to confess? He hasn't bought one. He's bought them all. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what, I mean that's how I feel with icebreakers. I, I feel like icebreakers are are the are the pinnacle of. Uh, False camaraderie. Yeah. I, yeah. I also thought you were going to go with dodgeball and we could get into my incredible problem with people blocking with balls. I know it's the rule, but it's stupid. Okay. That I was going to bring that up oh, and man. I laid that, off it. And oh, then, man. And now the you've biggest opened the door. fight I think we, we ever got in That's at New the, Wilmington. Oh, yeah. Did we get in the fight or were, were you yeah, I was, I was physically present when I booted that ball up? Yes. The <laughs> <laughs> That was the that was the in, most in sore life, loser I've ever life, seen. That's the most immature thing that I've ever done, and yeah. I've done a lot of immature things. <laughs> You've made a living off of it. Uh, yeah, I have, but I mean, like immature that that no one would uh, emulate. Yeah. Oh man. So I I have a real <laughs> strong feeling that dodgeball is inherently something that you need to dodge. It's not block ball. And to have that ball in your hand, that is then part of you. And it's a very different game of it because then people just say, say you're playing with, say there's 40 people in the in the gym. Yeah. You got 20 people on a side. Yeah. There are 10 balls. Immediately, That's too many balls. Okay. There's five balls. Okay. Immediately, there are five people who are never going to let go of those balls. That's where the countdown comes in. There's got to be a, mm-hmm. a... Why don't you just call it dodgeball and say you can't block a ball with a ball? Uh, you can throw a ball at a ball. Can you, in your version... Because then it's costly. In your version, can you catch? Yes. Because that's the rules of the game. <laughs> so it's blocking. Right. No, it, it shouldn't be. No uh, one... See, there it is. Yeah. There but it, it shouldn't self- be. But why does the... <laughs> why, about this. why does holding the ball... <laughs> Here's the here's how to determine if rules are good. Does it make the game more fun? Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, right? I would say I would so say let's do that. it makes the game more interesting if you can't block with the ball. It makes where, it way more interesting. Where I had an issue with it when I played against you guys in a much hyped leaders versus everybody dodgeball oh, game. Oh, that was the other problem with that is that it was much hyped leaders versus uh, high school delegates, and it was exclusively college delegates that showed up. Yeah, like, right. Was. Like it wasn't, and that was really frustrating. But and then it about, was all these people who were playing their own game. It, I was it gonna say, and then about halfway through the game, someone's like. Oh, you can't block. And I was like, wait, but but my whole strategy, I yeah. can't. Yeah. Well, I'm Jay. Wait, wait, wait. wait no. <laughs> we need to, Jimmy has not talked about kickball at all. That's very true. So what what is your kickball experience? 
Kickball, I, I do not play kickball enough to have any opinions. I No, I, the only reason I brought it up was because of a story. I wanted all of that by way to tell my favorite funny story from this week. There was a, a we were playing kickball, and there was a young man who was confused as to when to run while on the bases. Uh, whether, you know, if, you, if there's two outs, run on anything, but if you're on second and no one's on first, right? Like the whole, Sounds that like whole thing. Church yeah. softball team. So his whole, right. Do you play with different rules or this is just someone no, who doesn't standard understand issue the mechanics kick, yeah, of doesn't, baseball? doesn't okay. get it. Okay. Uh, and his nickname is Sweden. Oh. So anytime Sweden Like Jody was, Sweden from... Calling uh, him out. From Full House? Full House? Yeah, totally. Uh, <laughs> can't believe you didn't mention Full House on your best uh, TV intros. Oh, there, was a, there was a reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Which, okay, tell me if this is Family Matters or Full House. I can never remember which one is which. Okay. Whatever happens. Full House. That's Full House. Okay. Then what that was is. That like Shazam. So what is, uh, so uh, Family Matters is, oh, it's a rare condition this day and age when you read in the good news in the newspaper page. You've never yeah. seen Family Matters? Yeah. Yeah. I just couldn't remember. 25 years old. Go by. It's, it's one year less old than Full House. Yeah, but Full House was yeah. on Nick at Night and so ABC was Family. Matters. I don't, not. Was Family Matters on? Yes. Was it on ABC Family. Yes. It was. On. It was on ABC Family. That's yeah. for sure. All for the sure. Time, baby. Yeah. Before it was Freeform. With the Urkel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, is Urkel Family yes, Matters? Urkel. Oh yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, of course. Oh uh, yeah. What do you mean? Oh that. Yeah. Oh sure. So wait, whatever happened? That's Full House. Yeah. And uh, it's a rare condition. And that's and then Step by Step is a harder one too. Uh, this is unimportant. Who cares? I love these kinds of episodes where we are literally everywhere. <laughs> so anyway, as Sweden's on the base, his team will either yell, go Sweden, or stop. So my favorite moment in a long, long time was the ball was kicked. It bounced on the floor. In full view of everybody, another student picks up the ball and puts it behind his back, nigh five feet away from Sweden. Oh my gosh. And yells... Run, Sweden. Oh, And looking right at him, Sweden takes off (laughs) and gets plastered with the ball from, like, again, five, ten feet away. Glorious. Absolutely glorious. Stuff like that. Like, when you just be goofy with the game. I also like playing kickball with one of those giant Walmart balls. Yeah. That's good. One that's like, it's like. Break your ankle that way. It's this this big. Everybody can see that, right? Yeah. (laughs) It is this big. Imagine you're hugging Grimace from uh, from McDonald's. What? Of all the possible illustrations you could have gone to. That's where most people went, right? Yeah. Did you know that Grimace used to be a bad guy? That's why his name is Grimace. Yeah. Because Grimace is not a happy thing. Yeah, no. It's like a... You're not happy when you're grimacing. Is that your grimacing noise? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) If you ever hear that noise, Tyler's grimacing. (laughs) Sometimes when I'm reading a book and someone... It's like very descriptive of how someone made a face or something like that especially harry potter or something i'll realize mm-hmm. i'm like making that face mm. and i always get confused when she says nonplussed she says nonplussed a lot really yeah and i had to look it up british yeah you know what nonplus means no it means this <laughs> <laughs> well i'm jimmy <laughs> and i'm jay <laughs> this and is this is roughing the, the pastor
So, a story. A little while ago, uh, I uh, not at the frequency with which I've been accused of it, but I ordered a, a Papa John's pizza. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love it. And wait, wait. Uh, was it at 9.30 in the morning? Yeah, what time of day was it? <laughs> I believe this particular one, the, the first time the notes happened mm-hmm. was an, uh, an afternoon evening. Yeah. Uh, but I got my pizza delivered to me and I opened the box and there was a limerick on the inside. Ooh. Which, had I not known where it came from, would have been truly creepy. Oh, yeah. Something about, I watched... You took a picture of it, didn't you? Yeah, I think I did. Yeah, I we need to post something... that. I think it's on yeah, Instagram. I've we'll find it. it. Yeah. yeah. It said something like, you're, you're going to s- die. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was like, you're sweating a lot from yeah, the biking. From the biking. Something like that. Yeah. 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 And, and it took... Oh, wait. Spoiler. Who wrote this? Oh, it was our good friend, Jimmy. Oh. Yeah, Jimmy. Well, he just revealed it. That's it what was I'm me. Saying. Like, yeah. <laughs> And it's now, like Colonel Mustard just walked in the room holding a candlestick. Did I do that? <laughs> <laughs> Call back. Uh, and now I routinely uh, order Papa John's just with anticipation for the love notes that I might receive from Jimmy. So Jimmy is a uh, managerial man. Mm-hmm. Um, is that that's the official title, right? Managerial managerial man. man. Yeah. Uh, of titles have to be alliterated. Of the local Papa John's. So I met Jimmy 2011. Ten. Ten. Okay. Mm-hmm. 2010. I met Jimmy. He was about four feet tall. <laughs> He had a Dutch boy haircut, like literally a Dutch boy haircut, like short. He had a haircut like He-Man. So oh, wow. imagine He-Man, really? had, like the the bang, short bangs, and yeah. then the, the, yeah. the you know who the, everyone wanted to be when they were a kid. Yeah, He-Man. He-Man. Yeah, yeah so no, it's exactly joke. like He-Man. But, uh, but or, 2010, I want to just throw a challenge flag yeah. there. So and and Jimmy was very small. He was. So I met him at the New Orleans Mission Conference. He was uh, a rising ninth grader. No, rising, rising tenth. tenth grader. Yeah. Uh, but but one of those like so Jimmy now is probably a healthy six three yeah yeah and uh, I mean you, you were probably five four mm, yeah five, maybe five maybe yeah. five three so like he was one of those high school kids that like is it looks Late like a middle bloomer. schooler and then all of a sudden is like <laughs> I play center on the basketball team yeah right uh, and uh, he was adorable with his human haircut and, and then he had, I was he had in a, a busted sling. arm yeah. yeah he had a busted arm and so we were all like Day look two. at this kid. He's the best. And so uh, he got our jokes and stuff. And so then he became kind of our mascot. And then he came back the next year and he was way bigger, but he still had the He-Man haircut. It was like, look at this guy now. Is that, <laughs> is that the prerequisite to get in is like you have to understand the jokes? You have to understand yeah. the jokes. You have to have an interesting haircut and you have to have some kind of infirmity that makes us <laughs> feel bad for you. I think I checked all three of those boxes yep. whenever I came That's to it. speak. That's yeah, exactly that was true. it. Yeah. That was exactly it. Yeah. And then we forced you to shave your beard. I was going to say, I think the mustache that was, the was my infirmity. That was the yeah. infirmity. Yeah. So I met Jimmy the first two. I don't think I met you the year that my band played. Uh, but then the year I was a speaker, you were on staff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it took me a little while to make the connection because you and I, our story has a little bit of a twist in it. That's in that right. My sister was your youth pastor for a hot minute. Yeah, ye- a year or two. Yeah, um, and we also live like four minutes away, but it took uh, us another true. four years yeah, to, to realize piece that, that probably. Together. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I you were again, you got our jokes, and you were crazy mm-hmm. goofy, uh, and then you took over the morning show, and I saw your real potential <laughs> as a prolific sweater. <laughs> say, that is oh the, my the real but the, the yeah. real potential is prolific Do you remember sweater. when you came up to me and said i need a game and i gave you wallet bean toss oh uh, phenomenal that kid's still mad that. at me <laughs> that one kid that kid was so didn't want to do it and then he said like my this is like a 200 wallet i was like why do you have a 200 wallet at new wilmington yeah but he did it and then all 
like the next year he's like, I had beans in my wallet for a week. Like, I don't. Okay. So wait to explain this. This is less a game and more just a dare. This thing. Well, well it was a. You put a pot of uncooked baked cut, beans. Three. Yeah. Three pots. Three pot. Or maybe just one. No, but it's just one. You pass the wallets. Right. There's three. We had three people up. They all had wallets. We, I had them empty their wallets. And then they put the wallet to the guy next to him. Were you holding them at gunpoint? Empty <laughs> <laughs> <After> your wallets. <laughs> Pass your wallets to the next person. I mean, sort uh, of. Yeah. yeah. And then the next, and you, you would, if you could throw the other person's wallet in the beans, then your wallet would be safe. So it's not so much that he was made to have beans in his wallet. It's just that he was worse he in the game than right. everybody else. Yeah. You sink that person's, your wallet's but safe, but he couldn't he, do it. So what happens if you don't go first? It's all at the same time. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So it's like a beanbag toss, but with wallets. Yeah. yeah. It's a, and it's and beans. beans. Yeah. It's a, it's a bean wallet toss. <laughs> I love this uh, job. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. yeah. That's, that, that is uh, right on the threshold of things that are hilarious and or pranks. Yeah. Like for me. Like it's, yeah. I think it's funny, but I'm almost not comfortable with it. Like if I was in that situation where a kid was like, don't want to do it, I'd be like, okay, sounds good. Yeah. Like, I didn't like, know he was forced into it. Yeah. Way I would have he Ricky uh, came back on staff, uh, so he was he was good. Nice. He's a he's a trooper. He overcame it. But he it was very funny. Afterwards, he's like, "This is a two hundred dollar one." I was like, "What?" <laughs> oh, it was post beans that he told you about the I don't remember. the worth yeah. of the yeah. Nice. I remember him being upset like days later. He's like, "Jimmy, I can't believe he made me do that." It's like, ah. The other yeah. important thing to know about Jimmy is that he can sweat like no oh one I've ever seen profusely. Yeah, and and it's like it's not like he Which jumped I, into a pool. It's like he just got dumped like baby oil all over himself. <laughs> Like if you were to like lean on him, you would fall over. Yeah, you just slip right off. It's it's really impressive. Which I'll take this moment to apologize for this studio. I was going to gets... say I'm sweating already, and it will. Yeah, it's only. We'll know when when we get cooking when you start shining and slide right out of your. Well, seat. it'll be like uh, when we were DJing together, and I came and sat down next to you, and was just like dripping, <laughs> and there was a puddle. That was the worst. And I got up, and you were like, "Oh, there's a real puddle, <laughs> right there." Just from Jimmy, because I went and danced for like four minutes. Yeah, at least uh-huh. you're appropriately hydrated. I think that that's what we know. Yeah, that's, that's always that's yeah. a takeaway. Yeah, that's always the thing. You just got to drink water. <laughs> Do you know your enneagram? Four. Oh, did you just make that up? No, <laughs> you no, really I, looked like you did. I don't really? get asked that in real life a lot. I get texted it a lot. Yeah. So what does that mean to you? How would you just define a four? No, I'm I don't not a metaphor before. I mean, I'm not met you. too into it, but from what I understand. Uh, fours are guided by their emotions, uh, so there's that. Hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think what else is a four. Calm you down. you Calm had down, a reaction. What down. was your? <laughs> fours are often known to be melancholy oh. a lot of the time, which is not Wait, the vibe I get from like you. Like how how much how long does their sadness last? It, it's it's not like, like a length, ten years. Like is it a, that? <laughs> is it longer than that? <laughs> Can you tell me the the uh, expiration date on when my sadness will end? No, I can't. Okay. I, I, I would say that it probably has no expiration date. Yeah, that's, I think it's... That that seems seems wait, is it, it finite sadness? No. It's, no, it's infinite? just like infinite. A, infinite sadness? In, infinite. Along, I, yeah. I'll have some melancholy with a side order of infinite sadness, please. <laughs> All right. Well, it's like fours are think they're unique and that no one can understand them. Yeah. Um, what? Yeah. <laughs> I don't get that. Could you explain that? <laughs> See, no one understands me. <laughs> Do you know your Myers-Briggs? ENFP. Oh, solid. Mm-hmm. I noticed mm-hmm. that we're only bringing in the ENFPs. That's right. We yeah. Get it. yeah. Um, uh, Hogwarts House? Gryffindor. Batman or Superman? Uh, Batman? Or uh, I guess favorite superhero. I guess. Uh, I guess Spider-Man. 
Spider-Man's the one I enjoy. All right. That's a solid choice. No, that's the wrong answer. Who's your uh, favorite superhero? Batman. Superman. All right. There you, oh, that's right. Yeah, I remember yeah that. we've had this yeah, discussion. Yeah. Yeah. Or Wolverine. I mean, he's if I have to go Marvel, I'll okay. do that. Yeah. Uh, I just like the pathos. Spider-Man's a teen. Yeah. I, do I like was that. a teen more recently than you two. That's true. That's true. <laughs> we did a lot of time travel questions early on in the podcast. Yeah. Uh, if uh-huh. you could time travel to a specific concert, where would it go? Where'd you go? Uh, Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> 1979 or 80 uh we're at the peak of his powers after uh river tour darkness tour in there uh probably uh the new jersey one uh, 1980 that's a pretty famous did one did he play in new jersey i didn't know has, nope. he, has he toured in new jersey before <laughs> did you know he's uh from he never brings it up bruce springsteen he's the one who sings uh i was born in, i was born in a small town that's it again nope, in nope. Live in a that's small the town. wannabe bruce springsteen oh so Tyler informed me that you were going to be on the show, mm-hmm. and you, you were given your choice of topics. It's not entirely true, but okay. Okay. Uh, Jimmy and I uh, had lunch, and Jimmy said, "I'm desperate to get on the show. I got, no. I got, I got to get it on here. Talk to you, talk to you about the Tom Cruise." <laughs> I was like, "Jimmy, what are you talking?" About? He's like, "I just, I need to spread the word. <laughs> I need to spread the yeah. word. I need a platform to to evangelize about Tom Cruise." Not everybody realizes the genius mm-hmm. of Tom Cruise. It's true. Well, we were talking about different things we've talked about, and then we went on a tangent, which is going to be shocking for anyone listening. <laughs> uh, and then Tom Cruise came over and said, I love Tom Cruise. So going into this, we need to set our cards on the table. Yeah. My name is Tyler. I think that Tom Cruise has been in some excellent movies. Yeah. Uh, I think very few, if any of them, are excellent because of Tom Cruise. And often they are excellent in spite of Tom Cruise. My name is Jimmy, and... Uh, I've been addicted to Tom Cruise for 25 years. My name is Jay, and I don't care about Tom Cruise <laughs> at all. So I, and, I don't have a strong opinion. I was, so I will, I will proudly put myself in the position of refereeing this conversation. Yeah, yeah. And and I, I do think that as a disclaimer, as a qualifier, as a, as a preparatory for this episode, we try to not debate, even though we do get into that a little bit. This is this this is going to be the most debatey episode that we've had. Yeah, probably. Yeah. In terms of we're trying to really prove points, but we'll we're, get we'll bring it around. The whole idea is is not to say that Tom Cruise is a terrible actor or something like that. Um, although yeah, that, what is the goal? That will be the point of what I mean. The goal is to see what. How can we look at Tom Cruise as an actor, uh, at Tom Cruise movies, and and basically what does it have to tell us about God? I mean, that's the ultimate goal of a podcast like this. So Tom Cruise is uh, what's his name? Thomas Maplethorpe the third? No. Yeah. Accurate. Yeah. Wow. Thomas Cruise. Cruise is his middle name. Thomas Cruise Maplethorpe. Oh, uh, the poor fourth. guy. Wow. The fourth. Uh, he, this this podcast is going to be very educational for yeah, me. Yeah. Do you remember um, the uh, remember the show Lost? Yeah. Remember Ethan from Lost? Yeah. Like the weirdo? That's Tom Cruise's cousin in real life. Really? Yeah. I, I feel bad that we all forgot about Lost, by the way. Wow. And when you look totally at him, you're works. like, oh, yeah, they do yeah. kind of look yeah. the same. Ethan. Yeah. Ethan was the creepiest part. Yeah. And it's oh like the first seven Tom episodes. Tom Cruise is kind of yeah. a step away from being really goofy looking. Um, he acts really goofy and it's great. Tom Cruise? Yeah. 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 When he gets super goofy. Oh, man. It's the worst. No, it's okay. great. <laughs> so Tom Cruise comes. Uh, really good podcast material. I know. Yeah, it's yeah, good. good. So Tom Cruise comes in. Uh, he gets uh, there. So there's a bunch of movies uh, that that uh, I'm not aware. I think Outsiders is probably where first people Francis kind of Ford Coppola. 
Just want to just want to. We're gonna, a common theme is like, look at the people he's worked with. Yeah, but also look at the movies that Francis Ford Coppola is making. At, like every In movie he makes after that, yeah. Yeah. all of the eighties and nineties. Just so. just starting out. Yeah. Right. All right. Uh, so he's in The Outsiders. He mm-hmm. is probably the eighth most important role in that yeah. movie. He's the guy who's the, he's the short guy. Oh. In that movie. Oh, yeah. Common theme. Uh, yeah. So Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise is five seven. If he's, he's on his toes. He's like tenth grade Jimmy. Missing <laughs> yeah. the sling and the haircut. He's tenth grade Jimmy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tom Cruise is uh, he's an intense actor. He's an intense person. He's intense. He's trying. Uh, he's trying really all hard, the and time. it's awesome. Uh, One of my favorite Tom Cruise scenes is in A Few Good Men, and it's not the big ending scene with Jack Nicholson. Uh, it's when he's he's like he's drunk and he's yelling at Demi Moore. Yeah, uh, and he like it's like a robot. He's like who this is, is like, when he's this, all rainy. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. When he's super wet. Okay, he's like Jimmy. <laughs> Which is also a theme. A dance. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy, ten minutes into dancing, I'm starting to feel like I can understand the your emotional the connection. That's right. Like oh, this, we yeah. could go deep. Yeah. Uh, and but he it's like a he has he's never drank in his entire life yeah. like it's just like he's acting like is this how a drunk person acts yes, yes. and he turns into like Jim Jim Carrey he's like <laughs> if you watch that scene is like facial expressions he's like well 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 like what's in door number one Lieutenant Cafferty oh yeah it's abs- and it's like ding like, wrong like this is a bad answer yeah. he's like overly performing you're like oh, man what is it's, this yeah. what he thinks that drunk people do but so, it's also your eyes are glued to the screen. That's true. And you don't want to look away. <laughs> and and well, it's I, fascinating. I forgot about that performance that it does. There's a parallel between the way Tom Cruise performs and the way Nicolas Cage performs. Yeah. They oh, yeah. are both unhinged yeah. humans who I do not think have a stable grasp on real life. But so Nicolas Cage, and this is why I think Tom Cruise is interesting. Nicolas Cage is beloved by people, ironically. Right? Very ironically. Yeah. yeah. He's but the people, Walken. like the internet is like, Nicolas Cage is great. This is fun. But a lot of people I talk to, especially my age, don't like Tom Cruise. They're just like, eh, you know, he's that guy who's arrogant and he's full of himself. And I, I don't understand. <laughs> I think the, the difference hate. with Nicolas Cage is that Nicolas Cage makes a hundred movies mm-hmm. uh, a year, and um, every every like tenth movie that he makes, maybe not that high a ratio, but uh, not anymore. Every 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 couple years, Nicolas Cage will have an amazing performance that is like incredible, like adaptation. Or leaving Las Vegas, or um, oh, what's another? Like he's. Uh, I'm gonna steal the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> yeah, like oh, that one. National yeah, treasure. No. But I mean, like he'll he'll have some that actually show like, oh, this is a really good uh, Raising Arizona. So he's, well, a, he's like an amazing so actor well in certain things. I don't see. I would say that Tom Cruise is often in amazing movies, but his performance all is right, not. All right. I think yeah. I'm. I think I'm hearing the threat. Let me step in because I have questions. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Jimmy? Uh, where do you think is like the peak Tom Cruise movie? Like what's pinnacle Tom Cruise acting? I think the most moved by Tom Cruise I've ever been is like self is honestly Magnolia. The crying scene? The crying scene Jason in Magnolia. Robards is dying? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think that's great. And that draws on Tom Cruise's real life uh, relationship. Tom Cruise told stories way before this movie came out. He definitely did not tell these stories when that movie came out. He did not want to say that like yeah this is my real life here i am but when he was younger he talked a lot about uh not talking to his dad and then on his dad's deathbed uh going and like crying and being super emotional and then he does that in the movie i think it's honest and that comes out the same year as eyes wide shut which is like you could talk about that and like tom cruise 
uh, for a while. Just how weird of a movie that is and how that was a 400-day shoot, like the longest shoot of the past, like 30 years or some statistic. It's the longest shoot that wasn't Lord of the Rings. Yeah. That wasn't three movies. I think that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it it ruined his marriage. Like him and Nicole Kidman literally got a divorce. I don't know that that's what ruined the marriage. (laughs) They shot... Francis, uh, who is uh, I think Kubrick. Scientology ruined the marriage because she was not. No, that's that's well, another yeah. thread to pull. Oh, that's yeah. 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 We're gonna yeah. get into that. But one. Kubrick was just the, he purposely was like, tell me all of your problems about your relationship, and then they, he wouldn't let them talk to each other and just try to get it on the on the the screen, and it's it's crazy. Nice. And he immediately goes to Magnolia, where he's super emotional. He's working with these. Kubrick and then Paul Thomas Anderson, two of the you know most demanding kind of most like, demanding and like mo- greatest like by some yeah. metric. Yeah. And then pretty quickly after that, he d- tries to do a little bit, you know, maybe Collateral or Vanilla Sky. There's a couple more interesting things in there. And then he's like, I'm just going to make fun movies now. And he moves away and he's done. He's like, I don't want to get these serious roles. And it's interesting. And he, those movies really messed him up and they continue to be interesting to watch. I think this is just an editorial comment from the moderator of the debate. But I think at least every three years, Tom Cruise now wakes up and says, you know what this world needs? Another Mission Impossible? Another Mission Impossible. Have you guys movie. seen the last one? No. It's phenomenal. Really? No, no, no. It's so good. It can't be. I've been <laughs> I've been fooled by that movie too many times. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's incredible. It's I, because the they actually have a director who's like had a vision and tried to make it look interesting. They did they had on the last three. JJ Abrams and then Brad mm-hmm. Bird. Like both of those were, were great. And then yeah, who are fine the movies. One? Um, the J.J. Abrams one this last great one, with a, the worst ending I've ever seen in a movie. Philip Seymour Hoffman is He's so amazing good. in that movie, and Tom Cruise is just like, hoo, hoo, hoo. No, that scene's great, where Tom, where Philip Seymour Hoffman's counting to 10, and Tom Cruise is like, uh, uh, uh. He's like <laughs> So I have his, his Wikipedia page up here. His filmography is a different Wikipedia page yeah, than just everybody. the main... Welcome to Wikipedia, Jimmy. I don't know if you know how it works. Okay, well, for my entire <laughs> high school career, they said, don't use Wikipedia. It's fake. Anybody can edit it. And then all of a sudden, like by junior senior year, they're like, that's eh, fine. That's the old media yeah. agenda. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. gonna I'm gonna give you the 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 great movies that he is in. Okay. Which are which there are are many. Yeah. But I'm going through and I am I am if I don't mention it, it's because I have overlooked it. I'm looking at his full okay. catalog. Uh his first great movie is Rain Man. Yeah. Then, you skipped Top Gun. I, I absolutely did. You I, skipped Cocktail, yes. which might be wait, wait, the best. Wait, 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 wait. You, you can deal with this later. <laughs> By the way, yeah. when I said I've seen every Tom Cruise movie, I, said I, was, I meant You've I've seen, seen top, Cocktail, cocktail 20 times. 300 times. <laughs> Brian Flanagan. I've never seen Cocktail. You've never seen Cocktail? Never seen Cocktail. So Rain Man is great. Yeah. Part of it is great because Tom Cruise gets to play Tom Cruise, the jerk. Uh, a Few Good Men is fantastic. That might be the best Tom Cruise performance where he's actually almost acting in that. Yeah. Um, the firm's really good. That, no, it's not. Yes, it uh, Jerry Maguire is good. Yes. Because oh, yeah, he's playing Tom Cruise Jerry, yeah. again. I just want to throw out Jerry Maguire came out the same year as Mission Impossible. That's yeah. the peak. Like, that was the, first, over, the first Mission Impossible. Both of those in the same movie? The first Mission Impossible the same is, year? is an excellent movie. Yes. And it's an excellent movie because all of that is new. And Tom Cruise is not is just in pure action hero mode where he's just like making like really aggressive like I'm trying not to fart faces the whole movie. Yeah, um, which is and it pairs well with Jerry Maguire where he's like it does uh, where he's like I just farted everybody the whole movie. <laughs> yeah, he has the relief face. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so I would put Mission Impossible as a really good movie. I wouldn't call it a great one. Um, Eyes Wide Shut I do think is a great movie. Yeah, uh, I am noticeably skipping Magnolia. 
and Mission Impossible 2, which I think is probably the worst movie he's ever made. Um, I think two. Vanilla Sky. Who did, uh, who did Mission Impossible 2? Was John that John Woo? Yeah. yeah. Didn't you remember all the doves going by and yeah, all the yeah, guns? Yeah. The poetic guns and people wrecking cars just for no reason? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Poor Fanny Newton. She deserves oh, better than yeah, that she movie. Does. Yeah. Uh, she deserves better than almost every movie she made for That's like true. 10 years. And Westworld. She deserves better than Westworld. She that was great garbage. in Westworld. Yeah, but that show sucks. The first season is fantastic. Uh, I think no, the first season is fantastic. No, She's great in it. There's just too much in it. In it. Um, so Vanilla Sky is actually really good because again he plays Tom Cruise. The Second mor- the film with Cameron Crowe. Yeah, the moral of the story in, in Vanilla Sky is don't be Tom Cruise. Like yeah. that is really yeah. that's yeah. the lesson to Cameron Crowe gets him. Minority Report probably his best movie. Oh wow, I forgot. Probably about Minority his best. Report. Like all like most entertaining. Like I could put that on and I would. That enjoy is a great it. movie and it has a point. It's a great action movie. It's Spielberg at like one of Spielberg's last like great movies before he just became a machine. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> It's really solid. Uh, collateral, he's it's okay. Uh, and then it he just he just makes action movies now for I'm, the rest. Yeah. Now you know what's really Edge of Edge Tomorrow. Tomorrow's Edge of Tomorrow phenomenal. was really good. Yeah. And they didn't oh, know yeah. how to market that movie, and they keep no. trying to call it Live Die Repeat, which is the dumbest title. Wasn't it like the for the, the, it, it had a title tagline. in like Europe or in Asia? Well, it, it had was a different. On it, it was uh, when it first came out. It was Edge of Tomorrow because we saw it before conference. Yes, we one did. Year. And everybody got mad at me because I picked that one because nobody else would pick movies, and I was like, we should go see this. And it's basically <laughs> Groundhog. Like Cruise, it's basically Groundhog action movie. Yeah. Which was also there was a show on Fox uh, in between Lost. Uh, in the hiatus for Lost, it was called Daybreak with Tay, Tay Diggs, and it was Groundhog Day with like a, a cop drama, and it was so great. We've officially done Groundhog it. Day now like ten times. Yeah, like recently they've made like four different oh, things yeah, yeah, yeah. Groundhog yeah, Day. Yeah, like Russian Doll, which and is really good. Russian Doll's as good. an yeah. aside, the best thing you could do with Groundhog Day at this point, Groundhog Day, is to announce Groundhog Day two. Show no previews for it and just and just re-release Groundhog Day in theaters. <laughs> oh man, that'd be so great! I think Why, do, cut that out and let's re- let's go let's make that do ourselves. That? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's we a, don't want to give that idea away for free. That's a <laughs> that's a million so dollar. Idea. Hopefully, I didn't forget to cut that out. because yeah. no one should steal that. Anymore. Right, that's right, right. ours exactly. So that's I mean I would say um, Fallout Mission Impossible Fallout is like it's awesome. It's a lot of fun. It's really I, good. I, okay. I I will watch it because. If it, I was gonna make you watch anyone, like, because uh, a lot of these movies are sort of fun, who, good. Who directed Fallout? Christopher Since, McQuarrie. Oh. Mm-hmm. See, I will. So I will Usual Suspects. It. Yeah, he wrote Usual Suspects. He directed Valkyrie mm-hmm. and wrote it. Yeah. I will go see it because I feel in this moment the same way I felt when everybody was telling me about Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Oh man! Because you watch previews <laughs> that of that, so great. right? You watch previews of that, and I'm like, "There's no way that's good. There's absolutely no way that movie's any right? good at all." Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. everybody be like, same. "No, it's great." It, yeah, was it took so me like great. two months, and then I went oh, and saw it. Like, so oh wow! Yeah, it actually. You know what great. else? So here's the problem with Tom Cruise now. But you know what else? Macquarie is directing Top Gun two uh, in a year or two. That was Which, so predictable it hurts. Yeah, I know. Yeah, uh, it was so predictable. It took him thirty years to do it. Yeah. So uh, the the last thing about the so Edge of Tomorrow, I would say, is a really good movie that really is defines my point and how poorly miscast Tom Cruise is in that movie. That movie needs Keanu Reeves in that role because the whole goal or someone like that mm-hmm. someone who is believable or uh, no it's Jake like, Gyllenhaal who's great in everything true. so because the whole point in which he kind of already did that in source code by the way um, and so uh, your Rolodex of movies mm-hmm. in source your brain great. is incredible source yeah. directed by uh, um, Duncan Jones who is David Bowie's son 
And uh, he directed a movie called Moon, and it's fantastic. And then he directed Warcraft, which is terrible. Uh, so uh, anyway, um, uh, the the no, whole I- premise of Edge of Tomorrow is it's a guy who doesn't know anything, and he keeps dying and then being yeah. reborn. And through his death and stuff, he learns how to be a warrior. So- and Tom Cruise does not know how to portray someone who doesn't, who is not already a pre-built expert. Yeah, that movie's also really good for Tom Cruise because it's a meta commentary on Tom Cruise only making action movies. That's where he's the trying best, super hard. The to same way like, that Vanilla Sky is a meta commentary yes. on Tom Cruise, thinking he's the best thing ever. Yeah, the same way uh, Eyes Wide Shut is a meta commentary on his relationship, his marriage. Yeah. Yeah. The same way all a of, lot of these good movies, all of his best movies are criticisms uh, critiques on tom cruise the idea and the man yeah. okay so why which, does he keep on taking that which because yeah. okay. he has some self-awareness no because he has no self-awareness. Yeah. here's here's the next question then because when i think of tom cruise and again i i don't know enough about tom cruise at all to be <laughs> an active participant in this conversation like I'm, I'm remembering that he is in movies like minority report as you're talking about them but i can't think about tom cruise and not think about him on oprah uh, jumping right. on the couch right and why everyone freaked out what, about this that this is what humans do right and i <laughs> don't i don't understand why everybody <laughs> freaked out about that because all i've ever seen is the gif of him jumping up and right. down well, you on gotta the couch. see the whole thing gif so so yeah. explain gif gif get out is it, is it graphics <laughs> graphics interface <laughs> look the creator said it's called jim so so jimmy first <laughs> then tyler this, yes. I'm, I'm moderating a debate here uh, uh, tell me God. why that was such a seminal moment in pop culture that he was jumping up and down on the couch. Because Tom Cruise is a robot. <laughs> because for so long, especially after we became famous and it was only starring in movies, he like really shut down a lot of the personal stuff. Like I said about his story uh, about his dad, like that was something totally else earlier. happened at that point that and, helped him shut his emotions right. out. Yeah. And then he gets into Scientology, and so you see that, and people people really want. I think uh, people want their celebrities, people, people want to make fun of them and be like, wow, this person's crazy, you yeah. know? And that's fun. That Can was we, fun. That was we fun. We don't make fun of Clooney. What's, what has Clooney done that's crazy? Nothing, because he's a relatable fella. <laughs> that's boring. <laughs> that's, you know what's fun? What you, you know what's fun? Tom Cruise jumping on a couch, and you're like, is this guy crazy? Well, that's, yeah. Maybe. And we want to villainize and demonize uh, Scientology and what's it, what it's doing. Yeah. Uh, okay. And so that's fine. So how science again, I've yeah. not seen Oprah at all. How does Scientology play into the jumping never up and seen down on the Oprah? couch? No, honestly. Well, I mean, I've seen the person, but I've never watched Oprah. <laughs> like in real life? Yeah. No. I, I used to live next door to her. <laughs> yeah. Hey, oh, yeah, Oprah. Me, me and Oprah, we're, we're best buds. Yeah. Uh, uh, hey, Jay, you should really watch my show. I don't know. I'm busy. That idea for giving away cars during her show, my idea. <laughs> yeah. uh, but but Mine was bees. <laughs> You get bees. You get <laughs> Everyone bees. gets bees. Hives of bees released in the crowd. But why? Why? What's the tie between jumping up and down on a couch and Scientology? Like, was that part of the interview? The interview is he was in love. I uh, was with Katie Holmes at that point. Katie Holmes, Catherine Holmes, as he was trying to get her to be called. Yeah. And, and I alluded to this earlier during the. She is not in the second Batman movie because Tom Cruise thought it was beneath her. I I don't know enough about her to say that. Gyllenhaal. Yeah. To say this definitively, is it Gyllenhaal? It's Gyllenhaal. I think Tom Cruise ruined her. Yeah, her acting career. Yeah, he did not. It's just like she talks out of the side of her mouth and sort of does a thing. (laughs) Rachel. (laughs) I don't know why she's saying her own name. (laughs) Rachel. (laughs) Rachel. (laughs) 
So the plot summary being that Oprah talks about Katie Holmes with Tom Cruise and he yeah, goes he's like, crazy. Talk, she's like, talk about your new relationship. He's like, I'm in love. He's like, Woo! well, you seem like really intense. He's like, I am intense. And then he jumps up on the, gif and, on it's the, wild. Ch- on the couch and goes, ah! Yeah, he it's insane. Like a little kid who has like had way too much candy. It's and because he's like, is this what people are like yeah, when they're really in love? Was. Like, peak look robot at how Tom crazy Cruise. I am in love. Yeah. yeah. And everyone's like, what? Strange. It really, I mean, that was the most uh, Nicolas Cage moment yeah. of Tom Cruise, where you really realize, oh, this person doesn't have a firm grasp on reality. So that's, I, I wonder if, if if the thought that ha- hit me when you, we were first opening this all up, and it, we had a little foothold into it earlier, which is probably what put it there, is Tom Cruise the nickelback of actors? Actually, probably the better analogy is like Mariah Carey. Okay. So Mariah Carey has mm-hmm. like, especially because she's one of the like has some of the best hits, like yeah. the most hits of yeah. any single artist. All she I is completely removed from reality, uh, and as many people hate her as love her, hmm. and probably more people hate her than love her. But we cannot resist all I want for Christmas is you. Like it's just the best Christmas song ever written. Yeah. yeah. And um, no matter how much you hate Tom Cruise, very few people are able to resist at least one Tom Cruise movie. Like it's different yeah. for other people, but most people at least enjoy one. If not, uh, like I just listed probably 10 Tom Cruise movies that I re- that I love. Yeah. Uh, I do not love him in any of those movies, but I think that apart from edge of tomorrow, I don't think any of them would be the movie that they are without Tom Cruise in that movie. I think you need Tom Cruise in just, those yeah. roles. How many, but how many times can he make a either great or good or fun movie before it's like, we have to give him some credit for being in like twenty five entertaining movies. I, I I and here to Jimmy's point, I don't love Mariah Carey so like style wise at all. But you cannot deny how talented she is. Like yeah. she is one of the best singers mm-hmm. out there. I think Tom Cruise, while he is really deeply invested in the craft of acting, he lets the director put him in places. He lets mm-hmm. the script take him places, um, and he is intense. So his his acting style is. Max, max intensity. I'm yeah. trying as hard as I can, and everyone can see yeah. it. And every movie is in, you're like, wow, he's really trying. The subtitles of every moment in Tom Cruise where he's not talking should just be acting intensifies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because that is, that's his acting style, and it really works for the type of movies. Like, he, the people around him are savvy enough to generally put him in the movies that he needs to be in. He struggles in a movie like Jack Reacher, which is a movie that needs, like, a Bruce Willis a guy who is a personality who's not acting. Right. Like Bruce Willis is in movies. He's playing Bruce Willis. Yeah, Tom right. Cruise can't play Tom Cruise because he doesn't know who Tom Cruise is. Yeah. There is no Tom Cruise. There is just action star. And he will play, he is an analog for action star and he doesn't have the personality to carry a movie. So Jack Reacher is like, okay, but you need a Liam Neeson or someone else like that who can kind of bring something to it. And Tom Cruise just brings, I'm willing to climb up on these. I'm. I can do my own. He stunts. does these. Yeah, the crazy stunts. Yeah. The Fallout. He base jumps out of a plane and they film it. Yeah. That's crazy. I'm gonna see Fallout yeah. just because. Maybe I'll watch it. It's like three dollars. So, how different is the conversation around Tom Cruise if we don't know Scientology? I think it's different. The I honestly couch do. thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I think it's it might be Nicolas Cage because there's not. We can't point to any one thing with Nicolas Cage to be like that's the reason why. Yeah. Did you guys see? Nicholas Cage, like, and his girlfriend or if you know, someone broke up, and he went and was singing Prince songs in bars, like at karaoke. <laughs> nah. There's, like, it just happened within the past couple of months, and you're just like, this is 
insane and also maybe what i'd do yeah yeah, yeah. a really intense relationship but it like broke up and be that's like, the hard thing about nicholas cage is that every once in a while he does something that's entirely too relatable yeah and like whoa no but i guess that's that's the point i'm starting to drive towards in this conversation is how much room do we allow ourselves in the lives of these famous people yeah you know like would tom cruise be the actor tom cruise is if we didn't know about his marriage to Nicole Kidman mm-hmm. or, you know, the relationship with Katie Holmes or jumping up and down on the couch with Oprah. Like what does seeing the personal life of a actor, musician, yeah. culture creator do to the way we perceive their art? Well, and I would say, so, I mean, taking that, to, I think that we want relationships with our celebrities. Yeah. And that's why like, to like someone like Clooney, like people love Clooney. Mm-hmm. Um, Clooney makes some great movies, but he makes a lot of movies that are not great. They're not bad been a movies while. per se, but they're yeah. just movies that happen. It's been a while. Yeah. Um, well, he, now he's at a place where he can pick his shots and does well, so very well. Also, he's like trying to direct. Yeah. yeah. And he's yeah. directed some great movies enough that you're like, like uh, Good Night and Good Luck was fantastic. Okay. Confessions yeah. of a Dangerous Mind was amazing. Like, they're, I feel like they're, it's, been, it's been a couple of years. It's been a long time. Yeah. But it shouldn't have left you without a dope beat to step to. But it's like Tourette's. I love it. So, uh, so but that i mean part of what makes clooney such a great star is that everybody i feel like wants like if clooney was like to be clooney yeah or 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 wants to hang out or be friends with him or date him that's the the, yeah right would you like to like one of the big things that clooney does is he invites people to his villa in rome on lake como and uh so if clooney's like hey would you like to come like spend the weekend at my villa and be like absolutely I would George Clooney you're telling me if Tom Cruise invited you to a villa I would not want to spend time with no. Tom Cruise you serious no yes. I'm out that'd be wild I, the, the experience be, the experience would, okay, would be okay, fun okay. let me check right 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 it but, wouldn't be I want to hang out I want to hang out with like I Harrison like Ford I think yes. the prime example because they're like more similar like time Right to Harrison Ford. I would like 80s. to hang out with Harrison Ford, but I would feel like Harrison Ford was angry all the time. Yeah, that's and true. I would be very nervous that he is he does not want I've to hang done out something with me. to offend this man. So, but but my point is that I think that all of our favorite actors, we gen- Will Smith is a great example. Will Smith, who has some weirdness to him, mm-hmm. uh, but Will Smith is someone that I think most people are like. Yeah, spending a weekend with Will Smith, like if if he was like to give you a tour of West Philadelphia where he was born, born and, and raised, raised, yeah, and and go to the playgrounds where, where he spent most of his days, <laughs> yeah, where he was chilling out, maxing, relaxing, and shooting b-ball. Outside of yeah. school. That's, yeah. Yeah. You slowed down. I didn't know if you wanted help. Yeah. I was or like, if you were is it a, no, I just wanted to make sure that you guys were knowing where I was going. Uh, so, so that was part of the bit. Yeah. But you guys seemed really confused. Uh, so a couple of guys who were up to no good and they started making trouble in his neighborhood. Just keep driving. Uh, I mean, on. he only got into one little fight, but his mom <laughs> got scared and then she moved him to his. Yeah. So he goes to Bel Air. <laughs> uh, but but uh, Will Smith would be a fun guy to spend time with. And I think yeah. that our most uh, popular celebrities are not like that's why we're like uncomfortable with Shia LaBeouf. We don't know who he is or what he's doing. We're uncomfortable with Nicolas Cage. We're uncomfortable with uh, even Johnny Depp. Yeah, like you see, I saw a great. There was a great thing on mm, Twitter where a lot, of, a lot of weird things. There's a lot, a lot of, of weird things stuff. with Johnny Depp and Johnny a lot Depp. Of bad yeah, Johnny, Johnny Depp, Depp has been weird for a long time, and only recently we've realized like, oh, he's a terrible person. Yeah, uh, like you go back three years ago before we've seen, I don't know, the terrible stuff Johnny Depp did. Then he was yeah. just someone that was like, ah, uh, I don't know. 
Um, and so on Twitter, someone said Keanu Reeves is who Johnny Depp thought he would become. Like current Johnny Depp <laughs> is who Johnny. Uh, yeah. Current Keanu Reeves is who Johnny Depp always thought he would. Did be. you see that? Uh, I just saw a thing that said Marvel uh, CEO says we approach Keanu Reeves to appear in every, every movie we make. Movie. Yeah. yeah, he's like wow. every time we start a movie, we ask Keanu Reeves if he wanted, wants to be in it. I do think legitimately we do need to do a Keanu Reeves episode. I'd be in that. I was thinking about doing that for the second. Have you guys seen Always Be My Maybe on Netflix? No, but I saw the trailer, which reveals that he's the big surprise yeah. in it. But he plays himself yeah. it's a rom-com uh yeah and they and yeah halfway through it's like the you know the guy and the girl were friends in high school and they never got together and then they grow up and they meet back they together did get together but they didn't get together yeah they, like hooked up right yeah. but they didn't yeah fall in love yeah. or whatever yeah. um but then they come back later and he meets her and he's like still in love with her and then he, he realizes she's dating the person Keanu, Keanu Reeves, Keanu like, Reeves. Like, yeah like not an actor like just Keanu Reeves is playing himself Keanu Reeves as himself and it's just beautiful yeah. always be my baby great song by Mariah Carey oh man Mariah Carey's got some great songs um, so I think that the the <laughs> the, the, you could do an entire cut of this episode that is just, just sound effects just yeah <laughs> the point that I've been very slowly making because I keep distracting myself um, is that I think what makes Tom Cruise so uh, difficult is that we want celebrities that we can relate to and connect with mm-hmm. and put ourselves in their shoes. They they are the analog for us. That's what makes Chris Chris Pratt. Uh, why he was so great in Guardians of the Galaxy is immediately like, oh, I like to sing and dance to my headphones. Like the first time you see him, you're like, and he's also like one of us. Like also, you see his body type in Parks and Rec. Yeah, and you're which like, you can I'm identify. Guy. We can identify yeah. with. Oh, and absolutely. then you see him in Guardians, you're like, I could maybe get there. Yeah. I guess I could. If I, I guess I could if, if I was I, Chris Pratt. If I was in, a, in an, no one's hired me to be an action movie. If yet. they hired me to be in the next Marvel movie, I'd get in shape <laughs> I mean, like Chris now Pratt. Now we got to be in uh, Moneyball first. That's that's right. the that's the bridge. <laughs> so, <laughs> Moneyball's a good movie. Moneyball's a great movie. Yeah, yeah. Love Brad Pitt. Yeah, and Jonah Hill's great in that movie. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Oh yeah, I forget he's in that movie. So Phil- say Philip Seymour Hoffman and Aaron Sorkin are the invisible threads running through this. Yes, because Sorkin's got his fingerprints on a lot. Of yeah, stuff. Is Sorkin, Aaron Sorkin. He does a few good men. Few good men. He does. And he did Moneyball. He wrote Moneyball. the play of a few good men as a play yes. first. Yeah. It was before he was famous. That was like his yeah, first big screenwriter. Yeah. I think American President was the first one. Or no, no, no. This few good men. Yeah, then American President. Then West Wing. Rob Reiner directed. Both of them, and so the, like right. American President is basically a sequel. He's like trying to recapture the magic to yeah. do. American uh, President's yeah. good. American I, President is good. Yeah, and then West Wing, which is awesome. Yeah, I love yeah. West Wing. Yeah. West Wing is uh, the televised version of American President. Right. So true. First four um, American, yeah. I mean, Martin Sheen literally just goes from what VP to President. He's not VP. He's like Chief of American staff. President. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Leo. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm a huge Sorkin nerd. Again, things we could do a whole episode. Yeah, on. We should have. You know, my favorite Sports Night. Sports Night was. I like sports. Underrated. Night. Yeah, it really was. Like it, it's funny. Did you see the Steve Jobs mm-hmm. movie? Yeah. Is it good? No. Okay. The social, it, the social Network. Social best ne- movie of the decade. Yeah, Social Network was is great. It? Yes, it is. So I, is it the? Are you which decade? Twenty ten to twenty nineteen. No. Yes. Nope. Name a better movie. I can. <laughs> Name a better movie right now. Uh, um, I have a couple answers, but get like, out. Get out's really good. Yeah, yeah, it's on the list. It's better. No, social network. Than social, no, it's not. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's not. Social network is peak Sorkin. Yeah, that screenwriting. I agree with And that. he's writing. And it's writing. He's writing for. Uh, can you swear? Uh, he's writing for. We can beep it. Yeah. Assholes. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like. The only time it it's works a, when it's he's an amazing movie. When he's writing for like good people, you well, know, like the newsroom Fincher doesn't too. work. Be- who and thought? Peak Fincher, it's Peak thought? Fincher and Peak Sorkin. Is it Peak Fincher? I think, or 
when you combine them together, it creates. It is pretty great. And the I Reznor, this, Trent Reznor score. I wouldn't, oh, I wouldn't have thought that, that oh you put those gosh. three things together. I wouldn't have thought that it would have done. And uh, Jesse Eisenberg, Luke Pearson playing. <laughs> Luke <Ben>. Pearson. <laughs> Shoutouts. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> He's really good at that dialogue. That opening scene with him and Rooney Mara. Yeah. It, it's it's unbelievable. Oh yeah. And Justin the JT whole, is so good. In you want to know what's cooler? Million dollars isn't cool. You want to know what's cooler than a million dollars? A billion, a billion dollars. Yeah. And 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 d- 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 again to finish the aside, Ooh. the Steve Jobs movie. The, who, di- the, who directed that? I can't Ooh. remember. Someone who was trying hard. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's that's the problem. Sorkin has a very clear toolbox that he works from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like there are things that he does that you could just, every time you see it, and you're like, oh, that's man, that's Sorkin. The Steve Jobs movie it was like he took the toolbox and dumped it on the kitchen floor looking for a wrench. Yeah, it, it and was it, really impressed with its own gimmick. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was like, ugh. that's why the newsroom doesn't work as well. Because when he's writing for a good person, you know, he writes the sort of cheesy dialogue, but it works in politics where it is super serious. Like, yeah. Uh, but like the news, uh, just the newsroom style, I don't think that works too well. I mean, that's a fun like five minute clip that we all share. Yeah. Uh, for a while of. Of Jeff Daniels giving that little speech, you know, about America is great because. So, know. so let's wrap this train up because here's the question that's been hiding under everything. I think. So if Tom Cruise is not the same actor, because and I think you're right. I think actors and celebrities need to either be so relatable that we want to be with them, yeah. or so crazy that we can observe them from a distance what? and be like, "Wow, that's nuts." And I think Tom Cruise sits right in the middle are there people that i don't I leo think, what about like leo we don't know anything about leo except that he dates a lot of I think inappropriately leo, yeah. young women I think leo is right in the middle leo and brad pitt like they're yeah. Yeah, yeah, inaccessible yeah. i think because i think tom cruise is he skews a little he crazy is with oh oh he skews i think it's Extremely. tom cruise and nicholas cage and christopher walken that are those inaccessible people mm-hmm. that they, there's genius to them but we aren't sure if they're good actors or bad actors like whenever christopher walken's on saturday night live it's like is he in John Malkovich? Another one. Like, Ooh, does he understand that we're kind of laughing at him? And if, right. if he does, then it's then he's a genius. Well, that's what I think. And I if he doesn't, then it's kind of sad. That's what I think. People my age they see like Tom Cruise, and if you're like younger and all you and you don't watch all these growing up, maybe like me, uh, and you're say like people just talk about Top Gun or whatever, and you're like Top Gun's fun, and then you go and watch it. Like I did this with my friends. I got them all to watch. None of it was like a group of like eight people, and they were, I was like, oh, let's watch Top Gun. And they're like, I've never seen it. I was like, oh, great. And they like were like, this movie's bad. Yeah, this is isn't bad. good. And I'm like, no, it's a lot of fun if you don't take it seriously. They're like, why? What? Why Fighter is pilot and shirtless, shirtless montage. That shirtless eyeball scene is uh, iconic. It is iconic. Who wears jeans on the beach? I don't know. I, I would, though, if I was hanging out with Tom Cruise <laughs> and he asked Boy, me to I play volleyball. Boy, I would not. But that's that's the point, is there is a piece of... that He's not so crazy yeah. that you can't put yourself on the beach playing volleyball with mm-hmm. Tom Cruise. Right? I don't know. I think for most people they can't. I think the I Scientology think, think and the craziness, it's, it's too much for people. Yeah. They're like, because he also comes off as arrogant. Yeah. And there's comes something, off where he just is. He, I think he is, a, he is a very attractive, and not just physically, but like a very appealing. Mm, but physically. And, I mean, kind of. He's kind of, he's <laughs> just, he's one step away from Ethan away. on, he's one step away from dum, Ethan dum. on Lost. Uh, I think that he is a very. Dum, dum. <laughs> We're on a real, so we're on a real highway yeah. to the danger zone here. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so uh, he, dang it! I keep almost bringing us back in, and then you sing. <laughs> <laughs> 
You're my kryptonite, Jimmy. Jimmy is my kryptonite. Uh, mm-hmm. He is unnatural in terms of the stunts he does are impressive, but it's not impressive like a human did that. It's like a Tom Cruise did that. Yeah. No one else could do that. It's not even like Jackie Chan who does something you know, like that's amazing. And then Jackie Chan's up, stands up and is incredibly relatable. He's like, hi, yes. I'm Jackie Chan. I'm yeah, a goofy yeah, yeah. guy, but watch me do this thing that's amazing. And it's like having a friend who has this amazing talent, but you can also talk to him. Tom Cruise is like this weird Cirque du Soleil performer that does this amazing thing. And then at the meet and greet afterwards, you're like, I can't even relate to you, man. Yeah. You're weird. And you like. Well, so here's the question. Now, now I'm thinking specifically as pastors, you and I. Yeah. But I think it would apply to church folk, too, the, the, the standard pew goer. I can't imagine not putting on a show. There are parts of my life, background, existence that don't come into the church. Yeah. I think partly because I don't want to be the Tom Cruise. Yeah. Right? I think the Tom Cruise desperately is trying to um, be emotional. Mm. And yet he is being emotional as someone and trying to connect with you emotionally as someone who has no emotional connections. Yeah. And and it's almost like there's some kind of... um, uh, disconnect in his brain that he can't access human emotions and I do feel like to bring it back to the Scientology which we never really yeah. jumped on we don't need to jump on too Fine. much but I think that part of what um, Scientology has done and uh, uh, it has uh, it's a it's a program that it's a, that kind of reprograms your brain to try to act like you can tackle your emotional problems basically by uh, uh, completely Deluding yourself into thinking that that you can just let them go, mm-hmm. yeah. and and that it's these mystical aliens that are causing these, and you just need to expel them. And so it's it's avoision, avoision, it's yep. avoidance, avoision of it, uh, yeah. avoiding, avoiding and numbing. Yeah, and so yeah. and Tom Cruise is the pinnacle of someone who has avoided and numbed himself to all oh. genuine human emotions, which is why that scene in Magnolia, Magnolia. is very interesting. Exactly. Uh, but I, I do think that's the best case scenario of someone acting like they're doing something <laughs> rather than doing it. And I think that that's the best actors like. Uh, probably a um, uh, Ryan Gosling because Ryan Gosling emotionless <laughs> in in like regular life like he, did, to you. he doesn't just, do yeah, that. Did. Yeah, I, I did see <laughs> Jimmy just starts sweating a whole lot more. <laughs> so Ryan Gosling is someone who doesn't talk a lot. He doesn't like he's real reserved and stuff. But yeah. but when he like Blade Runner twenty four like the Notebook so is not a good movie. But when he cares in the Notebook, I care with him. And um, even La La Land is like almost a good movie that's desperately trying to annoy you. <laughs> and uh, you don't like when Ryan Gosling teaches you about jazz. <laughs> oh man, I don't like when Ryan Gosling just yells about jazz for he an white hour. White jazz for like a half. Yeah, it's a goodness. full twenty minutes. Every, of like, you don't really get jazz. Well, the hard thing like, about uh, that is I gosh. think like how many times have I been Ryan Gosling at this conversation when I'm talking to people about jazz? <laughs> Oh, just jazz. Yeah. I know I've done it in other things, but definitely jazz. Definitely jazz. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Maybe that's I'm Ryan Gosling, but like, and know, I am Tom Cruise. So, so, <laughs> that's, that you do, numb your, you you're are numbing and, and yeah, avoiding your emotions. <laughs> but uh, so Ryan Gosling, though, like even in Drive, where he doesn't, he's like almost emotionless. Like when he does, like explode with yeah. like violence, you can still connect to it uh, in a subtle way. Like you can understand, like it doesn't like it's not like I would do that, but it's like oh, I understand why he's doing that, and he understands why he's doing that. Tom Cruise, there's a lot of times where it doesn't feel like he understands why he's doing it, whether it's jumping on a couch or climbing a, a cliff mm-hmm. or uh, crying to his dying father or telling Renee, Renee Zellweger that she completes him. Like there, he gets real yeah. close at times, but um, and and I think to bring it all back to the church and and to your point that that. 
with pastors, there's a certain vulnerability and we do need to guard ourselves, but we still, uh, like a Ryan Gosling, I think the best pastors can still exude. There is emotion within me, but it is not yeah. right now. My job is not to bear my soul to you right? and to be vulnerable completely. Yeah. My job is to, 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 and this is not just pastors this is all Christians. I think our job is to be genuine with people and you don't have to do that by being completely broken externally. But you need to be a person who is real. And every, I mean, ultimately, I think that there's a conversation about authenticity and genuineness yeah. of self. And if we delude ourselves, it, it, the, what, what Tom Cruise is, I think, is an extreme example of someone who has taken all of his problems and internalized them and then dismissed them as though that's all you have to do is eject your problems and avoid them. And now they're gone. And now I'm better. And look at how great I Isn't this fun, guys? And then, <laughs> and then he's trying super hard. Yeah. yeah. It's that and I think that's class. things I can identify yeah. with. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> you so, ignore the emotions but, and, and then try really hard to like and people. So, and this is all a big full yeah, circle to bring us back to this notion. I mean, it seems like we've gone really far adrift. And we really went far adrift. But I think we can bring back into saying that Tom Cruise can be uh, both a lesson to us, like what not to do, but also to that there are many people, there are many Tom Cruises in our lives. Yeah. They may not be as extreme and jumping on, on, couches and things like that but people who are actively uh sometimes they do it in really extreme ways where they become super extroverted to compensate for mm -hmm. the, the 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 fear and <laughs> destruction that they see inside so that no one like the happy clown kind of like look at me i'm the party but then other times they can be the people who are withdrawn and um and still or try to mask it with something else yeah and the times that we do that in our own lives and that um, Tom Cruise is a great example of even in the you can be highly successful while still doing that uh, in that Tom Cruise has made some really legitimate performances. I've been moved by Tom Cruise performances while I'm not impressed by him as an actor. And I think it's because he has allowed himself to be used in certain ways, but he is never he's very rarely honest with himself. Yeah. And I think that uh, we have a tendency to do that. And we have a culture that often does not invite us to be honest with ourselves. It is better to be the strong person who can push through mm -hmm. and and simulate emotional realness. Well, that's that's the, the, you're tying it to emotions is interesting because we all three come from a Presbyterian background. The number of times somebody will like get caught up in a worship service or, or a, a group meeting or something like that and start crying and look at me and the first response is, "I'm sorry." From and them. From them. Yeah. That they for, are, for, showing, for emotion. showing any emotion yes. at all. Yeah. That like we kind of took the route of shut yourself off to it. Yeah. There's another stream of Christianity out there that plays with the emotion and dials it up to 90. Yeah. Uh, and, and then it becomes like manipulative. Right. Yes. And it's, 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 and the, I, I'm real sensitive to that. Oh I my got, gosh. I had a, a preaching professor who made himself cry every time he preached. And, and that's the right verbiage. He oh, made wow. himself cry. Yeah. It was an abusive thing. And I, and I mean, he was a bad preacher and he was yeah. the preaching professor, which was really exhausting. Here's there was one time where I was, it was a conference. Um, I, I, I was going to say it was during a sermon. I don't think I've ever cried during a sermon, but there was a time at conference I was doing one of the labs. I was doing a presentation about movies and, uh, I was talking about, um, oh, yeah. uh, Dunkirk. Dunkirk and I, and I made myself, didn't make myself, but all of a sudden I got choked up legitimately Yeah. and I'm not a crier. I'm a Denzel crier. So it's just like the single tear yeah, yeah, and yeah. I eat it and it makes me stronger. Um, <laughs> I just go, <laughs> Uh, but so that's my usual thing is that like I plan on crying this weekend when I see Toy Story 4 because yeah. it always gets me and I'm probably going to cry right at the very beginning. Something's going to happen and it'll be the dumbest thing to cry at. I cried during uh, Endgame. Did me too. That? I, yeah. 
three times. They were the, 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 times. They were the yeah, dumbest yeah, things. Yeah. The dumbest things I cried during that. Avengers Assemble. Wow. That hit me. But the two times were during the uh, uh, the very which uh, I got emotionally connected to this before it became clear that was they it were manipulating it. No, it was not that though. <laughs> it was when uh, Captain Marvel was like, "I got this," and then another. Uh, then the, all the women come. The first, the second one stands. I was like, "I can help her," and I was like, "Yeah." And then more and more came, and I was like, "Wait a minute, I'm already two. <laughs> no, you've done it to me." <laughs> and I realized like how pandery, like they're so pandering to us. And yeah. Like, uh, and especially when Gwyneth Paltrow shows up, I was like, oh, man, no, I'm really what are you going to do, uh, goop them? Yeah. Goop. Uh, the other one that got me was when uh, when the uh, when Mjolnir uh, goes to Captain America. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was going to say. Yeah, and it was like, it was moving. I was like, no, Thanos wow. is going to get it. And then it goes, it was like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> and it made me, uh, made me very emotional. We were, I, we were in a good thread right yeah, there yeah. before we, yeah. yeah. I started, so I, I, I made myself emotional talking about Dunkirk and, and especially Dunkirk. talking to a room full of young people, many of whom I've had... Uh, I've I've played a role with them and I've watched them grow and and care about these people and being overcome by this idea that kind of the theme of Dunkirk was mm. that even sometimes surviving is enough. Yeah. That that they have lost and it's the end of the movie and they and they're crushed but then they're celebrated because they've survived. Yeah. And that some there's a lot of and we don't highlight that enough and there's a lot of times in our life when you just need to survive and there's even biblical times for that like especially the whole Elijah story where God's like you know that's enough you you're fine yeah um and that caught up with me and I think that it was in retrospect I do appreciate the the genuine emotional thing that I would usually guard myself against I usually try to steer a little Tom Cruise right if I could um but uh but sometimes we need to be especially as as leaders in the church or if you're a leader of of if you're a teacher, if you're some people, who, someone who has to be a mentor to other people, we can remove ourselves um, emotionally in ways that are not always helpful. And sometimes being able to be surprised by being emotionally caught up in something yeah. that would perhaps make someone jump on a couch, but not that you went to that couch thinking, I'm going to jump on this sucker right. pretty soon. And that's, I think, especially within Christianity, we have been abusive with emotions, trying to, like, whenever I've had a music leader tell me that I have to put my hands up that makes me want to leave the room. Yep. Um, in the same way that I'm sure at a traditional place, if they roll their eyes, if you do put your hands up, like the, if you don't keep your hands down, like I don't tell me how to feel. Uh, pro tip, you're being manipulated. If yeah. someone is preaching yep. and the synth comes in underneath it. I hate it. Mm-hmm. it I, every time it happens, I want to flip a Especially table over and run prayer. out. If it comes in a yep. prayer, I'm out. I like, I open my eyes and I very clearly, I'm like, oh, yep. we're, no, we're no longer praying. You're now playing music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's, it's such a gentle thing between close yourself off from all emotion. You don't want to open the floodgates no. and be an unhealthy, I yeah. share everything guy. Yeah, it's not therapy session for you. Right. And yeah. you also don't want to be the guy trying to force people to feel other things. But like when Dunkirk hits you, let it hit you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's such a thing that like we haven't figured out as a church yet is what yeah. to do with emotion and how best to thread that needle. And authenticity in the sake of that. I think that yeah. we, we as leaders are appropriately guarded. It's not, I want to, you know. Cause we need I, to be authentic at the same time. It's not just leaders. Yeah. No, this no, no, is, no. This mm-hmm. is church-wide. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. all yeah. through the church that people just don't know what to do with emotion in terms of faith. And, like, I don't get the feeling Jesus was a robot, right? Like, no. Yeah. Jesus is not Tom Cruise. No. No. Yeah. no. <laughs> what a fine place to end. That was my contribution. <laughs> 
Jimmy, do you have this is a moment for shameless self promotion? Do you have anything you anything would like? a plug? Yeah. Would you like to? You can promote your stuff or other people's stuff. Just something that people yeah, should yeah. do. I if have, you want to catch Jimmy, you can be at Papa John's at what time? Uh, Fifty-five hours a week, I will be there. <laughs> My car is in the same spot, and you can find me there. Yeah. Um, watch. Show up. F- he'll give you a free pizza. Uh, if I know you, I probably will. Oh, oh. Yeah. I'm stopping by Papa John's later yeah. Yeah, tonight. Sure. You work tonight. Yeah, I'm I need going to get dinner. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Nice. Pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, uh, the only thing I have to plug is watch Fleabag. Yes. Oh, it's so Amazon great. Prime. It's so great. We were going to talk about Fleabag today, but two, two, two-thirds of us have seen it. Yeah. yeah. It's but so the, great. It's If you want to talk about uh, real emotions that I don't think... that It's, it's, it's empathetic. It's the anti-Tom Cruise. It's the anti-Tom Cruise because it's all honest and real yeah. and entertaining... But of a person who is actively avoiding their emotions, it's just we yes. have access to them because of the fourth wall break. Oh, yeah. man, it's, it's so great. Incredible, oh, it's and so I good. highly recommend it to every single person. And then, like, what it when it kind of talks about religion in the second episode? Oh, or Hot Priest? Season? Oh, so Hot good. Priest is great. So good. However, yeah. I would I would echo your warning that there may be some words. Oh, it's not lots safe of swears. Work. Yeah, yeah. Not, lots of swears, and lots of sexual mm-hmm. situations. Like, yeah. it's, it's, yeah, a it's very, it, very quickly. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, within two minutes of the first like, episode. Yeah, literally 30 yeah. seconds. Yeah. Like, so, yeah. like, don't be like, oh, I'll just watch a little bit of this while the kids are in the other room. Nope. Yeah. This is a grown up show for grown up people. But mm-hmm. it's only, they did, she did two seasons. Uh, they're six episodes each in the British style, and they're like 20 to 30 minutes long, like in yeah, that range. And so it's a quick. It's a quick watch and it's phenomenal. It's yeah. the best thing I've watched it, in a long time. It cuts time. close too. There's a lot of stuff like, oh no. Uh. Yes, it's it's both extremely funny and extremely uh, emotional. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> experience for the viewer. And characters do things that you don't want them to do, but actually kind of make sense mm-hmm. that that's what would have happened. Yeah. 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 Are we are we allowed to tell people? what we've got cooking up later in July. Sure. I feel like we should plug that. Yeah, we should. Roughing the Pastor, we're going to try a live show. Nice. But uh, not. we're going to record it live. Yeah. And then we will release it not live. Yeah. And again, I at the at, at the moment I am saying this, we have spent one hour and 45 minutes recording Oh, that's Jimmy. on par. I thought that it was longer than that. Yeah. We, uh, went, we spent 150 with Bentley. Yeah. Yeah. But, but these turn into like one hour shows. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so if you really want to peer behind the curtain at what happens on Roughing yeah, If you want to watch them ramble for an hour <laughs> in a room... Uh, you can come to this if you want. So it's yeah. in New Wilmington, North Carolina. New Wilmington, Pennsylvania. Nice. New Wilmington, Pennsylvania, yeah. Westminster College. Yeah. It'll be the last week in July. I think we're going on a Wednesday. I think that's right. It's like yeah. the 20th. We'll yeah, we'll give you the date sooner than that. Or yeah. sooner than Yeah, sooner than that date comes. Yeah, right. Uh, uh, and it should be like just open, I think. I don't think you need to be. I think you just need to come to New Wilmington yeah. Yeah. and walk in. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and just throw that out there. Yeah. Just come on in. Join us. Yeah, it's fine. All right. Uh, so, anything else? Oh, wait, I think. Wait, is that is that the, the one and only Bartleby? That's, that's him, unfortunately. Wow. You didn't smell him. Oh, Bartleby. Uh, Bartleby has never This noticed. is so exciting. Yeah, I don't think anybody's ever seen Bartleby before, because Bentley did a good, like, Bentley closed her eyes. She took a little nap one back yeah. when uh, Bartleby came in. Who is this guy and why is he so juicy? <laughs> Bartleby, don't touch me. You'll, you'll... Yeah, Bartleby. Yeah, yeah, Steer yeah, clear, yeah, buddy. Stay yeah, away. Yeah, yeah. From uh, Jimmy Bruce here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bartleby, did we make any mistakes today? Not a chance. Yeah, All right. Bartleby has handed me the mistake page. And uh, it doesn't. It looks like uh, Bartleby says, stop talking about Tom Cruise. <laughs> that is, that's a correct so mistake. That was, yeah, yeah, we did Bartleby. make that mistake. Yeah, we, we talked did. about Tom Cruise. Anything else, Bartleby? We're, we're pretty good. I wasn't paying attention to most of it. 
That right. sounds about right. That sounds Neither about will our audience. The audience. Yeah. Yeah. So this was a highly <laughs> skippable episode. Thanks, yeah. thanks to Jimmy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, so uh, here's a question for the social medias for the Tom Cruise. What's your favorite Tom Cruise movie? What's your least favorite Tom Cruise movie? Do you care about Tom Cruise? <laughs> That's the, that's the thing. If you it. actually like it, Tom Cruise, uh, tweet at me. Uh, yeah, if you yeah. don't, tweet at the show. Because yeah. uh, <laughs> I, I feel like I would only get one to two. Like, I don't think very many people do. And I just Jimmy, still Jimmy's find Twitter that. Jimmy's Twitter handle is 1dfan at <laughs> twitter.com. That is iHeartTomCruise. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. That, I like, I like that, that you at said Twitter. at twitter.com. <laughs> yeah. You ended that one. <laughs> I want my Twitter name to be at twitter.com. <laughs> Uh, tweet at twitter.com whoever that person is mm-hmm. and uh, it'll be great you gotta spell out the D-O-T though yes absolutely yeah. um, okay, you know me <laughs> alright so I've been Tyler I've been Jay I've been Jimmy and we've been Roughing the, the Pastor. Pastor see ya everybody Get out! Is a, a, a yeah, might I thought, be the right I answer. I had checkmated you on that one. Yeah, I mean, I just wasn't gonna be yeah, checkmated. I, I, I figured. But get out is like the right answer. Yeah. yeah. yeah.